Should I do one more abortion joke or should I get off it? Is it too dark? Can I do one more? Okay, one more, one more abortion joke. I, I, I only have, um, I only have one regret about my, my second abortion, and it, I mean, it was, it was great. I got in there and they put my legs up in the stirrups and they give you this drug, this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. See, I shouldn't be having kids. I love drugs. <laughs> like, I'm like, benzos, yeah! <laughs> Medazolam. It lasts for like five minutes, and it is sweet. You feel great, right? So my legs are up in the stirrups, and I'm all open to the thing, and they're looking down to the crash site, and the doctor says, he goes, this is like a five-minute procedure, and some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> and they were like, no, that's never <laughs> happened. I had a killer show, you guys. <laughs> I, I killed! It was, it, it was actually, it was a bringer show, and I left it there, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and the only regret I had is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. I don't remember what jokes I told. I don't remember if I was funny or not. I don't remember if it was a life-changing experience, if it really mattered. I don't know, because I didn't tape the set. So <laughs> I just did jokes for a bunch of doctors with my legs open. That's good. No babies, just cats. Cats? Cats, cats, cats. Everyone hates cats. You love cats? I love cats. Cats, 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 cats. No, I super, I super love cats. I have a new kitten. She's not new. She's like a year old now. But I still, she still doesn't listen to me. And I call her all the time. I cat call her. I go, come here, baby girl. Baby girl, I love you. And she ignores me, right? I'm, baby girl, baby girl, come here. She shows me her butthole. Like, You're asking for it. Get over there. Pick her up without consent, and I flip her over and turn her into a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. It's cat calling. It doesn't even work on cats. It doesn't work. I, I do live in the Tenderloin, though, and I get cat complimented all the time. I don't know if that happens to anybody. I always know when I look cute when I'm coming here because I get propositioned for sex. Like, that's a, my outfit's cute. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't need to give you, do you need a job? No, 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 sir, I'm fine, thank you today. But I did get a really great compliment the other day. A gentleman said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> That's a compliment, straight up, I'm taking it. Another gentleman, he looked me deep in the eyes and he was like, you look like you know something. I have always wanted to be seen as smart, you know? And like, I think he saw me. I think we really connected. It's really beautiful. But I don't, I don't like wearing skirts because I do get undue attention. And uh, a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, I like that skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Ah! Ah! That's catcalling. Also, that's gross, bro. Like. Why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? Like, <laughs> that's so gross. That's on you, man. Actually, it's on me. It's all over me. It's gross. Ah! 
No, I have been really lonely in COVID and I was doing a lot of masturbating, like a lot, a lot, a lot of masturbating because I broke up with my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. But my imagination is so vivid. I masturbate to podcasts. Anybody else? Is there any podcasts anybody likes to masturbate to? Does anybody have? Do you, Which ones do you like? Oh, Ira Glass. Oh, I could have some Ira Glass in my head. Yeah, he's some set. He is some set. Ooh, he could just call me right down. He could get me right to the place. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I might agree with that one. Anyone else have any podcasts that they like to masturbate to? Any guesses of what you think I masturbate to? No. Planet Money. No, I'm a socialist. I don't. I'm money. Money does not get me hot. I'm like, oh, gross. Capitalism. Oh, look at the violence inherent in the system. Like, I can't. I can't kick it off on that. Uh, uh, so I, I uh, actually masturbate to my own podcasts. Because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> And I can do everything better than everyone else. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get it done myself, the way it needs to be done, with myself talking. Well, I, uh, I did, I did, I did have the opportunity to have sex the other day, and it was really.
This is the morning train on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Thank you for being with me today. Thanks to all of you who tune in regularly. In that set, we went a few different places with a few different musicians. We started with Julius Hemphill and Abdul K. Wadud from their album Live in New York. That was recorded in 1976. Wadud on cello, Hempil on the alto saxophone. We heard Echo One Morning. From there, we followed Wadud to his trio work with uh, Anthony Davis on piano and James Newton on the flute. From their album, I've Known Rivers, we heard After You Said Yes. We then returned to the music of Julius Hemphill and there with the World Saxophone Quartet from what is regarded as one of their finest albums, WSQ, on the Black Saint label, and that was in 1981. We heard Pillars Latino, and at that time, Julius Hemphill leading the World Saxophone Quartet on alto and tenor, Hemiot Blewett, baritone and alto clarinet, Oliver Lake, alto tenor soprano saxophones, and David Murray on tenor and bass clarinet. You heard all of them honking away on that selection. 
due to the gratitude the uh, great kindness of my friend Paula I was able to attend the Patti Smith performance on New Year's Eve just a week or so ago I don't know who that opening band was uh, a bunch of a uh, bunch of old hippies with a poorly dressed drummer but they did indeed do this song Thank you. 
The Patti Smith Group, recorded live in Paris, October 21, 1976. That's the B-side of an Italian single for Ask the Angels. Before that, the 1965 recording made by Lenny Kay, longtime Patti Smith guitarist under the name Link Cromwell, and that was Crazy Like a Fox. And as he said from the stage at the Fillmore on New Year's Eve, he said, if that song had been a hit, what a different life I would have led. But we're all living this life, even without David Bowie. So what do you do when you get the blues? You ask Johnny Cash, and he says, get rhythm.
isn't it? That's why we have programs on the internet such as Morning Train, so I can bring you really cool stuff like that that would otherwise be forgotten. Did you guess to whom you were listening? That was Glenn Campbell and Bobby Gentry from the one album of duets they made under their own name, and Let It Be Me. 
Before that, Ducks Deluxe with Please, Please, Please Call Me, Baby. Stephen Stills and Manassas, How Far? And we began with Johnny Cash and a latter-day recording of Get Rhythm when you got the blues. This is The Morning Train on MutinyRadio.fm in San Francisco. I'm J.D. Buell, and as loath as I am to engage in self-promotion, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that my fabulous band is playing in the city of San Francisco on January 23rd at the Hemlock, and this is one of the songs you will hear if you come see me with the J.D. Buell Band.
psychotic pineapple who just gave a performance uh, back last Friday night at the Gilman Street. Psychotic Pineapple, their first single, I Want Her So Bad, lead vocal there by John C. Barry, whom I am lucky enough to have in the J.D. Buell Band, and he will sing for your dancing and listening enjoyment, I Want Her So Bad, January 23rd at the Hemlock. Before that, The Jars, the band in, of which I was a member, and the song Time of the Assassins, which I wrote with Mick Dow. I'm also lucky enough to have Mick in the current J.D. Buell band, which is a real treat. So we do that song, since we've both obviously sung it. Um, we do that one, so we'll do that that night also. Uh, before that, the Five Americans, Western Union, just an old single that the Jars used to cover back in their garage days. And we started with Esmeralda, my limited edition green vinyl 45, which was released just last year. So please come join your friend J.D. Buell at the Hemlock, January 23rd. Show starts at 9.30. Meanwhile, I'm still driving the morning train, and we've got a long set ahead of us here. So, gas, grass, or ass, nobody rides for free.
ever say to yourself, what a wonderful world? Probably not, but there's Joey Ramone reminding us of the importance of doing so. In that set, we heard from Riverside Battle Songs, Ola Bell, and their 2006 version of the American folk song, Sea Lion Woman, also known as Sea Lion Woman, originally recorded in 1939. After that was local artist Angelica Ulrich from her newly released album Acoustics. That's acoustic with an X at the end. We heard her song The Eleventh. That is Angelica with a K-U-L-L-R-I-C-H. Look her up online. She would love to hear from her. Uh, she would love to hear from you. <laughs> Taj Mahal, 1972. Uh, his baby caught the train and left him with a mule to ride. And uh, following that, uh, a reworking, a cover of Trampled Underfoot by New Orleans blues kid Son Little doing the uh, song from Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. We then went to South Africa for Malathini and the Mahatello Queens, Stick to Your Roots. And sticking to your roots would take us to Naive Melody and or This Must Be the Place, covered there by Sean Colvin. She's sticking to her roots. We jumped to the first single from Green Day's 2009 album, 21st Century Breakdown. That was Know Your Enemy and Joey Ramone. 2002, his first and only official solo album, Don't Worry About Me, reminding us it's a wonderful world. Thank you for joining me on the morning train today. I hope you will also join me and Slick and the Raz with the J.D. Buell Band at the Hemlock January 23rd. And until I run into you again there or you join me here on the air, Make it a great day for someone. insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MuniRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to 
let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm Thank you. 
relatively on time this week. Yeah, that happened. Uh, despite the craziness. <laughs> yeah. The East Coast is currently snowed in at the moment. Good. New York City in particular. It makes me happy that I live in California. <laughs> in the West. Right? West California, too. Yeah. Whoa. So hopefully... Whoa. Hopefully people weren't planning any East Coast trips right about now. <laughs> I heard uh, about nine, 900, 9,900. Flights? Flights got canceled. That's crazy. So, yeah, there's no, no getting out, no getting in. And that's why it makes sense for certain months of the year just to avoid Flying. traveling, you know, north or where it's a colder climate. I remember when, um, a few years back, when that volcano in Iceland was, like, mm-hmm. doing that, like, it was acting up, and it was just delaying flights all over the mm. East Coast for some reason, too. Like, it was just that bad. This was recently, like, two or three years yeah, ago, right? Yeah, it was a few years ago. I just remember, like, that was pretty hectic, too. They couldn't It kind of reminds me of that. This People, like, from the UK that had tours planned over here. Like, I mm-hmm. think Gary Newman was planning on coming here, and he had to cancel. Or he had to delay his flights over here. Right. And that affected a lot of people who travel for work, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a bummer. It had a really long name. <laughs> the volcano. Yeah. No, yeah. I d- when you said Denmark, I was like... or gr- Iceland. Iceland. Greenland. Iceland. Oh, Iceland. <laughs> Sorry. Iceland. Iceland. I was like, it's in that general area. Somewhere. Yeah, it has an Icelandic name. Oh. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful language. There's apparently, I don't know if you've heard, there's a new airline called Wow. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it was like a $100 or $90 trip Something to crazy. Iceland, right? Yeah. But you had to find a way back. That was the catch. Like, it was it was a round mean? trip. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's only a one-way flight? Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> I didn't see that part of it. If I were, like, rubbing elbows with Bjork or Sigurosa, I'd just be like, I'm down. I got somebody to stay with up there. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's not the situation. It's a one-way situation. <laughs> so I'd want it to be a one-way situation. The only way. That's the way to go over yeah. there. You gotta meet those people. Yes. Oh, meet the right people here. at the right entrance. <laughs> in the meantime, I will read a new story. It's actually not a new story, but more of an announcement. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel announced joint North American tour. This is out of Stereo Gum. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel are two of the old gods of ambitious, searching, prog-inclined 80s pop. The two English gentlemen toured together in late 80s for Amnesty International, and they're about to hit the road together again this summer and playing some of North, North America's finest hockey arenas and what they're calling the Rock, Paper, Scissors Tour. The two still um, will sing a lot of duets on the tour, and they say that they're planning to play the hits. They also say that the main point of the tour is to have fun, which is nice. In a video promoting the show, we see the two of them talking about how much they like each other, rehearsing a bit of Gabriel's Shock the Monkey at Gabriel's own real-world studio. Below, watch the video and check out the tour dates. And again, they will be playing all over the U.S. Um, at places such as Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, New York, New York, and Madison Square Garden. Um, a few places in Canada, uh, Milwaukee, San Jose at the Sap Center is closest to us, uh, Lake Tahoe at Harvey's, uh, the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, and Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. 
So we are considering somehow getting uh, our asses all the way up to, or down to San Jose. Get your asses on the floor. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, apparently this is, uh, they're going to do, do, they were going to be duetting their hits and they're going to play most of their hits. Uh-huh. So I think it's worth it. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned about the price. Yeah, that would be the only concern. That's going to be the kicker <laughs> for us. But at the same time, um, you never know. We might uh, just charge it on our credit cards and have the time of our lives. Not worry yeah. about it. The there future HR and Crystal worry about it. <laughs> 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 like fake go. laugh. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. That's definitely something out of the ordinary. Yeah, so very exciting. Well, I just uh, lugged this stand-up bass from from over there to here without dropping it. Congratulations! I congratulate you. So I am very proud. And it's the gym. It's all that gym you've been doing. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Audra from the Good Bad is uh, looking for a parking spot at the moment, but she will be here momentarily. So we're very excited to have her. And a sta- we haven't had a stand-up bass in quite a while since. Uh, the, the creek? creek and that was three years ago yeah <laughs> more than three years ago right yeah, three or four years ago <coughs> a long time ago back in the good old days well i still think we're doing pretty well so i guess it's still the good old days if you think about it <laughs> and let's see the latest version of the enemy everyone's still talking about david bowie it hasn't even been two weeks yet we're still mourning we're still mourning. Um, I still thought about him while I was going apeshit in Vegas. Um, I can't stand, as you know, I can't stand certain kinds of, of music, but um, in my head I can play whatever song I want. Yeah. So this guy um, comes to mind, and people are still talking about him. Ground Control to David Bowie. Two weeks on from the great man's death, the tributes keep on coming. Kate Bush said he was intelligent, imaginative, brave, charismatic, cool, sexy, and truly inspirational. He created such staggeringly brilliant work, but so much of it, and it was so good. Who else has left a mark like this? No one. Uh, Jarvis Cocker said Bowie made people feel that it was all right to be a bit different and to try things out. Uh, Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire said, David Bowie created the world that made it possible for our band to exist and welcomed us into it with grace and warmth, a true artist even in his passing. Damon Alburn said, he had such a profound effect on my life, I don't know where to start. Courtney Love said, farewell, Major Tom, there are no words. Rest in peace, David, another hero remembered. Uh, Grace Jones said, he was a master of theater within popular music. He will be missed. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he said, I can never express in words how you'll continue to inspire me. Thank you for showing. That's kind of surprising. Thank you for showing a pimple-faced, curly-mopped kid that different was the thing to be. A genius for the ages and the ages to come. And Alex Turner said, he's in the DNA of every record I've made. To some extent, he's been built in for a long time. And Grimes said, rest in peace to the great late King B, without whom none of us would exist. And then Queens Queens of the Stone Age, see you in Valhalla, Black Star. (laughs) Those are all cute. (laughs) I know. Um... 
and we went to a cafe, Ritual Cafe today, and um, of course everybody was dressed as a different era, David Bowie. That was really nice. Even after two weeks, that was really nice to see. Yeah, it was nice. kind of it was unexpected, right? It was. I didn't expect to see that. Obviously, <laughs> even last week, I would have not expected to see that. But um, maybe in New York, um, mm -hmm. that was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, I have Jack White, Pearl Jam, Big Sean, uh, Meek Mill um, support Flint residents during water crisis. Michigan City ailing from poison water gets some assistance from high-profile musicians. Jack, uh, actually, uh, right now the, center, uh, the city of Flint, Michigan, is going through a water crisis. High lead levels have been found in the city's water supply. President Barack Obama has declared a state of emergency in the city, and government Rick Snyder is expected to testify before Congress about the crisis. Several high-profile musicians are offering financial assistance to the city of res city's residents. Jack White's Third Man Records have started a water drive for Flint. They're raising money through Crowd Rice, and every $13 donation enters you into the chance to become a Third Man Platinum Vault subscriber for five years. Platinum members receive exclusive records and merchandise, live chats with White, and more. Oh my god, I might do that. Uh, <laughs> 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 Come have to, to think pay thirteen dollars at their new Detroit uh, storefront. They're also accepting donations from a chance to win their limited edition Hateful Eight soundtrack box set. Oh, I don't know he did the soundtrack. Um, Pearl Jam have also started a crowd rise campaign, and what's more, they've pledged to donate three hundred thousand for the United Way of Genesee County Flint Water Fund. Uh, Big Sean has also supported a crowd rise from uh, fundraising effort and needed $10,000 through his nonprofit and Sean Anderson Foundation, quoting, I am devastated by the water crisis, but that has put the entire city of Flint in a state of emergency. Um, and it is my hope that they can help, they can be helped by raising money needed to ensure that the children who have been hit by the hardest receive the care they need today as well as in the future. Uh, McMeal reported made a donation to the Flint Child Health and Development Fund. He also sent 600,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan and encouraged his Instagram nemesis, 50 Cent, to help out as well. Uh, Shira sent over one, uh, 180 bottles, 80,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan. She has been very vocal about how Governor Snyder should resign and be jailed. That was it. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I like how rappers getting involved and calling each other out to, to donate money. You <laughs> gotta do it, yo. <laughs> like that? Do it positively. Do I it, guess. yo. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk shit about how much money you have, okay. Put your money with your mouth. Shell it out. Yeah. You know? Just donate it. <laughs> <laughs> just put it where it matters. Yeah, for exactly. Once. Don't just throw it in the air. Give it to people who could actually use it for yeah. something good. Well, that's that's what they're saying. <laughs> God, <he's shook. laughs> Do something meaningful with your bling and your... <laughs> okay, we can't. We can't pull okay. it. Over too late. Yeah, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> right. So, anyways, uh, the good bad is here, and we're really excited to have them. Thanks. And um, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Great. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you're here tonight? Sure. Uh, we're here tonight just to generally get the word out about us. We've been around the city for a long time. We've played as a, a couple of different bands. Um, most recently, the Neckbeard Boys. And 
about a year ago we changed our name to The Good Bad and we're kind of hitting the trail pretty hard playing some high energy bluegrass music. Right on. Yeah. And um, have you played that type of music consistently or have you changed? Yeah, the previous bands were all, or the previous carnations, incarnations. Carnation is a flower. <laughs> Carnation it's milk. It's yeah. a filler flower. It used to be flowers. Now we're musicians. Um, yeah, it's all been this kind of raucous drinking music. <laughs> right on, and we encourage that. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Radio it. loves that. <laughs> good company, though. <laughs> That's good. And you guys are going to be playing a show down the street at. Yeah, we're playing tonight at Amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah. Right. Um, actually, Audra here, the bass player, and I, um, we are going to be playing in all three of the bands. Oh that wow! Are playing tonight. That's insane. <laughs> so we're doing a heavy workload. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be uh, we're prepared. We're each only in two, but yeah. together okay. we straddle the three. Not to brag or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have a bigger chance of making a, a buck. I yeah, guess that so. helps. Like that. Totally. But here in the city, especially here in the city, it's it's less about making money for us and more about it's, just yeah. kind of having a party with our friends. You know, we're lucky enough that our fans are our friends and they come and support us. So That's awesome. And who else are you going to be playing with tonight? Uh, there's a band called Mean Louise that Audra is in and a band called Twine House that I'll be playing the bass in. And then the good bad will be headlining. We go on around ten o'clock, ten thirty. Right on. And um, is Amnesia one of your favorite venues to play at in the city, or where do you? It definitely to... is. It's been. I've been here for twelve years or so, and it's Congrats. always been a, a, a kind of a staple of the community, especially right. the bluegrassy kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been very supportive of that. So it's it's great for us to go there and play. We've played there before several times, and we just always have a great night there. That's awesome. And what is the cover charge, if there's one? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Not bad. <laughs> you won't have to I pay have to time. check with the treasure. Hence, you're not a solo artist. You're an actual artist. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Every member of the band needs each other. <laughs> and where can people find out more about your band online? Well, we're on Facebook. That's probably the most constantly updated version of ourselves. Uh, we also are on Reverb Nation. And uh, we have our own website. Yeah, uh, thegoodbadmusic.com is our website. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Uh huh, yeah. I'll yeah, have so to check you. CD Baby, we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And would you say most of your listening audience is based here in the Bay Area? or do you It is, yeah. We've been touring around a little bit, but the majority of our fan base is, is here. You know, we spend a lot of time here in home court, and uh, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We are a little spread out, though. I have mm-hmm. uh, a decent chunk of fan base up in New England. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I could see that. It's where I'm from, so they... There you go. The family spreads the word, <laughs> and they come out, and they come to the shows. It's fun. It's fun. New England, wh- where in particular? I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right outside of Cape Cod. Okay. When we started the band, everyone in the band was from California, and they were all surfers. And then there was me from Massachusetts, and I had never surfed before in my life. It was a real funny dynamic. <laughs> they'd all, we'd go down to Santa Cruz to play a show, and they'd just have their eyes on the ocean the whole time. Right, like, when's this going to be over? Yeah, then? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Distractions. Mm-hmm. But then it's also good to have that kind of difference, right? Uh, bouncing off of each other, your, your oh, influences. It so. makes a big difference in, in songwriting, especially. Uh, you find, like, they wrote with a, a very West Coast style, mm-hmm. and... I wrote a little bit more, especially lyrically, more like I talk, a little bit faster, a little bit more uh, edgy. edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And where, who would you say are your musical influences? 
They're pretty wide-ranging. I know myself personally, when we started this project, it was very much about the Double Mix 3. It was very much that kind of like almost a punk attitude with, with bluegrass instrumentation, mm -hmm. you know, still like a real lively, high-energy show. Um, and darker. Yeah, a little bit darker. And as we've played more and more, it's grown more into a broader bluegrass, more like uh, like Bella Fleck a little bit, and uh, I certainly like listen to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but because we do such vocal work, we do a lot of mm -hmm. three, four-part vocal harmonies. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of influences that come from the vocal world as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And um, where do you guys see yourself in the next year? What are some uh, projects that you're working on? Well, the big deal for us in the next year is, is touring outside of the state. Uh, we're spending a lot of time up in Oregon. Uh, we're trying to get up to Washington, over to Montana. Mm -hmm. um, we'd really love to be playing in some of the, you know, the festivals. Like, there's so many awesome festivals here. Hardly, stri Hardly Strictly. We have been trying to get into Hardly Strictly for oh, years. For six I years, couldn't picture you guys the there. And we have such a great time. And actually, I know with Aaron, that's, Aaron is the, <laughs> the guy from player. up the street. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he and I, this band really kind of formed because of Hardly Strictly, and so we would just love to play it. But keep trying. Someday. Someday. We're Don't give up. Trying. Anyone out there with Hardly oh. Strictly? Hi. Give us a call. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> They're big fans of the show. Ah, oh, cool. But yeah, we were just thinking or we were talking about the last time we had a stand-up bass was another local bluegrass band called the creek oh yeah we know the creek and that was a couple of years ago we we're like yeah, i haven't heard time? from them in a while actually are they yeah. still yeah i haven't either hmm. they were I a huge record or it was like a kickstarter oh yeah i remember that but yeah um hardly strictly has really been picking up the past couple of years like outside lens but yeah i think once they uh it seems like uh, when Warren, like all of those kind of the old guards started passing away, you saw it started getting a little bit more eclectic with their music choices and a mm -hmm. little bit bringing in bigger and bigger people. Yeah. Right, but there's still room for the little guys. Right. But you guys aren't so little anymore. You're growing. We're growing. Is that right? That's a good analogy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still thinking about it. I don't know. It would be nice. That, that, that festival, they give low, like smaller groups like a chance yeah. to be seen which I guess I'm very new to this group but I guess that's probably what the goal would be to like somehow get the, someone to help us out and be like can you put us in, you know getting on the right state you know that's what part of that festival is all about I think getting so that exposure the initial exposure rather to a new audience or mm -hmm. you know somebody who's going to take you to the next level too right yeah, yeah. hopefully that's gonna happen. <laughs> I like your positivity. So I'd love to hear a song by you guys. Um, do you want me to start maybe with a track off of Spotify, or I'll totally leave it up to you guys. What um, you, think? you could do that if you'd like, or we could just grab the instruments and play one for you if you'd rather. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Because okay. I love hearing bluegrass right live. <laughs> let's grab, yeah, let's grab the instruments, guys. Oh, we'll set up no, right here. I opened them all up. Someone's ready to go. <laughs> We're prepared. We try. Well, there's when there's so many of us in the band, like yeah. it's easy to prepare. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it all here at Mutiny Radio. I'm trying to queue up. I was gonna queue up a song, but maybe not. Maybe not. I have a CD on if you. I did make a playlist. Okay. 
But look, see? We're, we're quick and easy. <laughs> That's what I love. I mean, we don't, usually we get that, but not normally. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Usually, Ooh. but not normally. <laughs> <laughs> what is normal anyway? Right. Oh, look at that. I didn't see that before. What? On the up above panel. They've been there. They've been really? there for a few weeks now. There. I didn't notice it. <laughs> I only see that because I kept knocking into it, knocking it over. Just give us a second yeah. to tune up here. Take your time. You know, the old musician's quandary. <laughs> People who actually tune their instruments. You can play a song while they tune up. But I like hearing songs. Yeah. That's how we should do that. We can hear it. This is a song called Tuning. Let's fire everybody. All right. I think we're set. Okay. All right. Well, this is The Good Bad, and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Little spare change?
Is there any way I can play that song when somebody asks me for spare change? That's a big part of it. <laughs> she lives in downtown, so that's yeah. happens a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of homeless people yeah. around. Yeah, I live right on uh, 14th and Minna, and I, I wrote that song pretty much walking down the street one day. That's how the chorus <laughs> came up. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Living that life. Mm-hmm. And... That's great. <laughs> is that song um, available on an album or for download? It is. That's off of our uh, our most recent release, um, which we pretentiously self-titled. <laughs> we thought we were so good well, that we, we could just self-title it. We came to a stalemate. Nobody could agree <laughs> okay. on the on the things on the name of the album, so we're just like, well, it just time right out. Yeah, yeah. Time right yeah. Out. we're like, okay, it's self-titled. <laughs> so yeah, that one's called the Good Bad, and I think the easiest way to purchase it is on CD Baby. Oh yeah, that's a that's an oldie but a goodie. That's been I mean it's been, right, around, it's been around for a long, for a long time. time. I kind of forgotten about it until Otter the bass player here. Yeah, and how much of a cut do you get, if you don't mind me asking? I don't remember right offhand, but it's like eighty-five or something percent. Oh wow, that's not bad. Wow, that's pretty, pretty generous. Uh, that's not bad at all. all right, that's uh-huh. worth it. And um, tell us a little bit more about the instrumentation. Is this w- pretty much standard for this most songs? This is pretty songs? standard. Oftentimes we'll have a fiddle player with us. Um, we don't like to change up too much uh, the overall instrumentation on songs. Um, we do some slide guitar work, which, which comes through on the new album a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we've got Aaron on the mandolin, Audra on the bass, and Peter on the banjo, and I'm on the guitar here. Um, and when we have the fiddle player with us, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you couldn't make it in time for the radio show, but he'll be here at Amnesia this evening. Right on. And what t- uh, what time does the good bad go on? I think 10.30 is what we're slotted for. 10.30. But in the nature of live music, we'll probably go on at 10.45 or 11. <laughs> or just keep you drinking at the bar. Yeah. And then <laughs> you never know. It's true. You might go in on 9. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that happened to us once. Show. We went there, and uh, we were booked for the... We were yeah. booked at nine, o- nine o'clock, ten o'clock. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were booked at nine, so all of our fans showed up at nine, and then the venue changed on us at the last minute oh, and shoot. asked us to go on at midnight. Oh shoot! And it was a Tuesday night. Oh, so, that's like, the word. You lost your fan base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's is when uh, the venue doesn't expect you. Have you ever done that before? <laughs> oh no! And, and the venue's like, who are you? Like, oh man. You guys are tonight? And we're like, (laughs) (laughs) nah. This is such a tough conversation. (laughs) That's interesting. What's what's the craziest interaction you've had at a venue? Or, like, what's the most memorable thing? I think think mine's probably too explicit for the radio. (laughs) I want to hear it. (laughs) And that involves a a gig out um, out in Sacramento. Ah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, ah, <laughs> can already see where this is going. <laughs> no, we're going to leave that one behind. Just Everyone from SAC is so mad right now after that comment. <laughs> They're oh, like, I'm not listening to this mad. station ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come up with the name of, for the group? Some pe- When I was telling people promoting you guys for the show, they are like, the good bad, the good bad. <laughs> they were curious about the name. Yeah, so. uh, I think... Um, <laughs> The impetus behind that one was on Aaron. Uh, Aaron and I used to work together, and uh, we were sitting down at the, the coffee table in the in the break room, trying to come up with a new name. You know, being the Neckbeard Boys for so long, we just were struggling to find a new name. And uh, I don't remember exactly well, how you came it, up with well, it. Well, initially it was going to be Uncle Dad and the Good. Oh, Uncle huh? Dad, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I was like. <laughs> yeah, no, Uncle Dad. Uncle Dad. <laughs> I don't know how I 
feel about this? So, I don't know where this conversation is going. So there's a reason we didn't see <laughs> the uncle dad part. That's the reason why we left that part out. This is our story. Oh, so we're God. like, yeah, let's just let's go with the good bad. That's got a nice ring to it, you know? And uh, so there you go. So because <laughs> it rhymed with uncle dad. Well, yeah, it was either that yeah. or the firm worms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea <laughs> the other options were being considered. I did have a conversation earlier today where someone, it, it came up, there's bad can be used in a, in a the good sense, like Michael Jackson or whatever. Right. So Who's bad? There's the bad oh, bad, and then there's the good, the good bad. bad, and we're that. Oh. There you oh, go. Okay. Just tell everyone that. The okay. light works better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, totally mixed. Got it. <laughs> Nice. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> and how did you guys initially meet? So you guys worked together? Yeah, Aaron and I worked in. together. Um, Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The best things come from Craigslist. <laughs> Apparently. People get murdered on there, too. But you know, uh, Ooh, yeah. I've, uh, the weirdest Craigslist <laughs> thing I ever did was actually not joining this band. It was... Uh, I did a ride share to Alaska, and the first time I 